we're perfect and then we're horrible and then we're perfect. How can it be much more in like a very, you know, set little wave realm versus these big peaks and valleys? With so many shiny objects out there to chase, it's hard to know what's right for us. In the Fitness Hacks podcast, I break down training techniques, nutrition, and the mindset you need to be successful and get the results you deserve. Hey guys, it's Corey from Redefining Strength. Welcome to the Fitness Hacks podcast. Today, I want to share four macro hacks to help you get started. I know there's some rebellion against tracking macros. It's tedious, it's boring, we see it as restrictive, but it's one of these things that you have to think about it the same way you think about making a recipe for the first time, okay? I don't know about you, but when I'm gonna cook, if I have a recipe and I want it to turn out really tasty and delicious and like the recipe, I'm going to follow it to a T. I'm gonna measure out everything, I'm gonna follow the exact cooking instructions, I am going to follow that recipe exactly as it's laid out. Maybe over time, you know, I'll make my own little adjustments to it, but the first time through, I'm really gonna make sure I'm very, you know, exact in following it. We have to think of tracking macros as that recipe to results, right? We're tracking and measuring everything just to make sure that we're actually doing what we need to actually get the outcome that we want. Okay, so over time, we might track a little bit more loosely. We might make some adaptations to our macro ratios or plan once we sort of know what works and how it all sort of works together in that one system. But you're going to follow the recipe to start. So I really wanted to talk about how to make tracking macros easier. Some four hacks. So hack number one, don't start by cutting out the foods you love first. So I think a lot of times when we go on a diet, the reason something's not sustainable is because we cut out the foods we enjoy the most first often because they're the foods that aren't so healthy, right? I know for me, you know, it's like ice cream. Every time in the past, I thought, oh, I have to cut out dessert. It's why I wasn't able to sustain any of the diets I ever tried in the past, because I would always cut out the things that I really wanted and loved the most first, and then I would feel deprived, and so I wouldn't be able to sustain it. Now with tracking macros, I work those things in. Or if I can't work those things in, or I know I can't eat those in moderation, which there are always those foods, right, that we just sort of can't find that balance with, I won't include them, but I'll include something that still satisfies my sweet tooth. So you have to figure out a way to sort of include that balance, whether or not it's finding a a healthier macro-friendly option or just using moderation with some of those things. You want to work them into your macros first and then even work backwards from that. That way you're not feeling deprived and it allows you to see that sustainable lifestyle. Because I think sometimes the more we feel that restriction, the more we're using our willpower sort of to get the results, we're not actually creating habits that we can maintain long-term. And the simple fact is willpower doesn't last forever. It's very fleeting. That initial motivation wears off very quickly. So unless we can use that initial motivation to create habits that we're actually going to be able to sustain long-term that are somewhat based on the lifestyle we want to live, we're not going to keep things up. Okay, so it's not that these changes will be easy, but when you can start by working in what you really like most first and then work backwards from that to hit your macros. Hack number two is practice, like build a solid foundation. And so what this sort of means too is part of the hardest part about tracking macros is simply the logging to start. It's getting all the foods that you usually eat, getting the recipes that you usually make all in there. And that's what feels really time consuming. So even before you get started really tracking your macros, if you want to take and import recipes in MyFitnessPal, you can like either scan in labels for different things. And guys, this is even whole natural ingredients, okay? Like even sometimes when you buy like chicken from the store, it can scan in those labels and different stuff like that. So it's not like you have to have a pre-made food. Uh, or you can even go and search for uh, like all the foods in there. If you use a little hack of USDA after the food, you can pull it up in my fitness pal, but you can get all the ingredients that you usually use. You can even save meals, so things you usually eat together. I'll even go to the websites, pull recipe URLs in, or if I'm weighing out something and making a recipe 
recipe, I'll enter it in one time, save it as a re recipe for quick logging. But sort of if you can build that foundation for the tracker before you even start making macro changes, A, it makes it way easier to track. Uh, B, you know, it's one of these things that if a recipe even has the macros already laid out, just even enter the name. If you're making it exactly as is, just enter the macros they have listed. That way, when you're measuring out stuff, you don't have to then go enter each ingredient. But the more you can sort of build that foundation in your tracker of the foods you commonly eat, the meals you commonly eat, the recipes you commonly use, the quicker it gets to log as you go through and make little tweaks. But also the more eye-opening it really is and the more you can make tweaks based on what you're currently doing. So just like you want to work backwards from the foods you really love, if you take you know, the average day of what you're doing and then make small adjustments to that, you're going to see progress without it feeling like this really crazy overhaul of your diet. So as you're getting started, not only are you creating that foundation in your food log with the foods you commonly eat, but just see what your macros are at. See what your calories are at. Don't make any changes to start. Just start by logging, and then from there you can tweak. Okay, but lay that foundation by just getting comfortable with some of the habits and creating, you know, those routines that are in place before you even make some of the harder changes like upping your protein or lowering your calories or doing any of those different things. Hack number three is stop giving yourself the excuse that tracking is annoying or restrictive. We only see tracking as restrictive because we often associate it with cutting out or weight loss. But tracking is really just monitoring what you're doing to make adjustments to meet your needs and goals, even as your needs and goals change over time. It's like if you think about fueling for performance, right? If you want a better fuel, you also want to know what you're eating, right? You track your workouts to see your numbers increase. If you're training for a race, you might track your runs just to make sure that you're actually progressing forward or see if you even need a week off. But with tracking, it's not just about cutting out or, you know, labeling foods as good or bad. It's, it's not about that at all, actually. That's our mindset towards it. So we have to think, okay, I have the mindset that this is restrictive, but if instead I change my mindset and realize, hey, this isn't restrictive, it's data. I could simply log what I'm currently doing without any judgment. I'm the one judging and I need to get over that because I need to understand that tracking will help me, yes, maybe lose weight, maybe cut out some unhealthy things, maybe make the adjustments I need you know, to achieve better body recomposition or results or whatever else. But it's also then about learning how to maintain, gain muscle, stay fueled, adjust to hormone changes. It's all these different things, okay? So it's not just about cutting out. It's really just about giving us a clear picture of what we're doing so we can make changes and eat according to our needs and goals. It's the same thing as budgeting, right? You know, yes, at times you might want to spend beyond your means, but it's one of these things that that's just really giving you a clear picture of what you can do comfortably. Tracking is the same thing. Okay. So stop judging your logs and instead just see that as data so you can actually get the results that you want without wondering if something's working. I can't tell you how frustrating that is, at least for me, you know, and I was like, what is and isn't working? When I have a clear picture, it's like, I sort of know. And it allows you to trust the process a little bit better, especially when we don't see results adding up as quickly as we'd like, because they never do. So if you don't see the scale changing, but you know you're doing this, these healthy habits, it does give you a little bit more of like, okay, I know I'm doing these things. I'm going to trust in the process. I'm going to celebrate those habit changes. And then, you know, I know the results will add up. Okay. And if they're not, at least you have something to come back to, to tweak. And that's the fabulous part is that you can actually make true changes based on what you need, based on what you're seeing in the data. So don't assign a value to what you're doing in your logs. Just make you know, objective changes. And I know it's really hard because it is an emotional thing. We want to see those results and we want to see them as quickly as possible. Hack number four is accept there will be times you're less dedicated. 
it sounds really weird to say this when you're looking to make a change and you're looking to dial in your macros, but I think it's also key that we realize we're human and that we're not always going to be super motivated or super dedicated. Okay. You know, with the new year, a lot of times we're really motivated to set resolutions, to set goals, to make those changes, you know, but especially if you're actually listening to this around the April time of year, we've lost a little motivation, right? We might've even achieved amazing results, you know, but the weather's warming up or, you know, we just got a little tired. Other things happen in our lives. It's one of these things that motivation will always sort of go up and down and we have to accept that. However, we want to see it as how can we make our lows less low and our highs higher? How can we even make the, you know, variation in our weight and our our fueling and our habits like less dramatic over time so that it's not like extremes like we're perfect and then we're horrible and then we're perfect. How can it be much more in like a very, you know, set little wave realm versus these big peaks and valleys? So I think it's also recognizing that you won't always be motivated, but that's why it's so key in times when you are motivated to focus on creating sustainable habits over going to extremes. Uh, as I mentioned to start, you know, a lot of times when we're really motivated, we'll go and cut out all the foods we love. We'll do all these different things and we'll go to extremes to try and get results faster. However, those habits aren't sustainable. So when the motivation sort of wears off, we're not able to continue on with them. So you almost want to use that time when you're initially motivated to create things that are based on your current lifestyle, but just healthier versions that actually work towards the goals you want to maintain. So if you can create those sustainable habits, then it becomes less about willpower over time and more just about the routine of doing them. And the more you can have those habits so ingrained that you don't even think about them, the better off you're going to be. It's actually why making changes can be so hard because a lot of times when we're first starting out, we're actually unlearning or untraining what we've done before, before we can even retrain new habits. So again, when you're motivated, think about the small changes, even though we want those results as fast as possible, just because we know we'll be able to sustain those even once the motivation fades. So I hope those four macro hacks were really helpful, guys. Um, I, if you have any comments or questions, please comment below the video and subscribe to the podcast. Also leave a review on iTunes. I'd greatly appreciate it. Have a fabulous day.